Angelo, would you like to come forward? And actually, do you want the people reading the scriptures first before you speak? Okay. Meg, do you want to go first? So as you're nibbling in, don't eat too noisily because we want to hear the word of God. It's actually kind of topical. Um, So as you're enjoying, I'm going to be reading from John 6 uh, for you from verse 5, if you want to follow along in your heads. Um, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked him this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five barley loaves and two small fish. It's like it was planned, isn't it? (laughs) But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Okay, this one is from Exodus chapter 16, verses 13 to 21. So it came about at evening that the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there, were a, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost on the ground. When the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it every man as much as he should eat. You shall take an omer apiece, according to the number of persons each of you has in his tent. And the sons of Israel did so, and some gathered much and some little. When they measured it with an omer, he who had gathered much had no excess, and he who had gathered little had no lack. Each man gathered as much as he should eat. And Moses said to them, Let no man leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses, and some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul, and Moses was angry with them. And they gathered in morning, they gathered it in, and they gathered it morning by morning, every man as much as he should eat. But when the sun grew hot, it would melt. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray that you would prepare our hearts to hear, to hear from you, not from me. So everything that comes from my own thinking and logical uh, preparing of the message, 
will fade away and we can hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. My name is Angelo and I am half Italian, half German. We get that out of the way. Sometimes I introduce myself as I'm German, but I look funny. Um, and we've been in England since the riots week. Do you remember that? Remember driving through London, and I, I was kind of mentally prepared to, you know, traffic and tedious and, you know, long hours on the road. That Sunday, I didn't see a car moving. But you don't know what, what you're talking about, what I'm talking about. Or oh, do you remember that part? Yeah. It was 2011. So we are kind of on the 10th anniversary type. And I'm working for OMF, which is Overseas Missionary Fellowship. And, and, and I have a great job, I tell you. This is, um, I love my job. I had the chance to come to wonderful churches like these every now and again. And I have the chance to journey with people like Megan. From the beginning of, I'm thinking, the Lord is calling me to, but I'm not sure, to sending them out. And, I, and I'm so excited, uh, Megan knows about them, uh, about a couple that have been preparing, couples with kids. They came, they started with one child, and after six years, they had three and they went finally to Mongolia. And, and I, I have the chance to journey with them, to go through struggles and planning and talking to churches and thinking, how can we do this? And it's my little contribution to the Great Commission. Um, and thinking about the passage of today, that multitude of 5,000 men, whatever we understand by that, is like the great commission we have as a, as a believer of Christ. And, and when I read the Bible or when I watch a movie, I instantly pick it aside. I, I identify myself with that raw model, you know, like Rumble type or Stallone, you know, the Rocky thing. You might pick another one, you know, but this is just me. And I don't know if you, if you read the story or if you know the story, presumably, yes. But who are you in the, in the story of that feeding of the 5,000? The multitude gather. Don't ask me how Jesus talked to all of them at once. That's another meditation for another day. But they were all together there. And then Jesus asked, what are we going to find food for all of these? And then afterwards, it says in, at the end of the verse, he knew what he was doing. And we sang today in one of the songs, you knew it from the start. You knew from the beginning. You knew my, my name from the beginning. So he, I believe God is like, like a father that wants to teach you something, knowing that it's going to take twice as long to build this thing that you're doing with him. You understand what I mean? How many fathers we have here? I love to work with my kids. 
I, I love to work with my son on, on the motorbikes we have, and, and I love to, to learn with him. And sometimes it takes longer, sometimes, especially with my son, I mean, you don't know him, you know, if he, he wants to do things his way, and that's it. I am like that, and many of us are exactly the same. And God wants you to think and to bring your suggestions. What would you have said if Jesus said, 5,000 men, what are we going to get food for so many? What, what would be your suggestion? You're one of the 12, one of the elected, one of the apostles. Anointed, you will be saint in short, killed and all that thing. But at the moment, what would you suggest? And Philip says, and this is what I love of the Bible, because is when I read something, I try to dissect. I try to. He says half a year's wage won't be enough to feed five thousand men. Have you ever do the math? Have you ever calculated? I don't know how much you earn. Half divided by 5,000. That's not enough even for a, I don't know, supermarket meal deal. And the Bible says they ate until they were satisfied. It was more like a, like a banquet type of thing. I think what we don't get sometimes when we read, we are so familiar. Oh, I'm so sorry. We are so familiar with, with, with the Bible that we scheme through the reading. Am I the only one? So Philip, what he was saying is, the 13 of us, not 12, 13 of us, six months work won't be enough for that many. And then if you do the math, that counts. Yeah, it's almost. We could have a banquet if 13 of us chip all together and we do something like this. But Jesus knew that was a silly suggestion. And then another suggestion came. I believe they had a few different ideas. And I want you to imagine, I want you to, you remember the, the, the identification thing that I told you about the movies? Imagine you're that child. Twelve scary guys come to you and ask you, what do you have there? What do you have? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Just imagine. How would you feel? Come to Jesus. These were rough guys. I told you, they were saints. Much later, you know, they were, they, they were changed and transformed much later. At that point, they were rough guys. And then again, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm taking too long. Pray for multiplication of words. So why do you think, this is just me, okay? I'm just letting you in my thought. Why do you think this boy, we don't know how long it is, uh, how old he is, the boy had the, the, the food. 
five bread and two small fish. Why? There is no wrong or right answer in this case. We're just speculating, but I just love to get inside the story. Any suggestions? His lunch. Very good. Very good. His lunch. Yeah, very good. Other suggestions? Lunch and dinner. Two fish. Okay, very good. Anything else? Awesome. Your dad has been following Jesus for so long. Go and feed him. That's also in the Bible. David did that. What else? With his mates. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Yes. Maybe when you come saw the crowd, she sent him to sell. So maybe that's what was left. Come on, this is a woman after my own heart. <laughs> there is a crowd. We can make money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Talking about money, I'm selling this <laughs> prayer book for Japan, and it's. Only two pounds. All the money we make for these books will go to Megan to support a little bit of her journey. One book, two pounds, two for five, only today. Okay? <laughs> we are supporting you, Megan. It's not about the book. Whatever. Whatever the reason it was for the boy to have that bread and fish, it landed in Jesus' hands. Willingly or not, just imagine how many question marks, you know, the mom or, or, or the family, the provision, or even my own Substance in the future or my mates. All those ideas gone. Jesus is going to eat it all. Gone. And then Jesus says something so interesting. And again, we flick through the verses and we don't. We don't grasp, we don't understand. And you know what he said? You know what he said to the disciples? Similar to what you said today. Let them sit down. Stop moving around. Let them sit down. Let's be quiet. He took the bread, he prayed. And then what happened? And then what happened? He started distributing the bread. First to John, Philip, Andrew, Peter, Judas. And then? 
And then to the people. The people were distributing the bread. You, you get my point? You get where I'm going? So they were being part of what is for me the greatest miracle in the Bible. And this is, okay, it's me. It's only me. I know that miracles are these supernatural interventions of God that cannot be explained. And, and it cannot even be measured. And still, humanly, we say this is better than this other one. I know that Lazarus is, is one of the big ones, you know, being resurrected after four days. The, the healing of, of the blind man. Just imagine that, seeing colors for the first time. That might be incredible. Or the woman with blood flow. Just imagine those little things that are incredible. But somehow all... And again, this is just me. Forgive me for this. Somehow we have seen those things. We, we have heard of people being healed, people being raised from the dead. And, and although we do see sometimes the reports come that, you know, money came from nowhere or provision of food came from nowhere. This is like a remarkable one-off intervention of God feeding 5,000 men. It's incredible. And this has all been done by normal panthers, crowd attenders, curious people that were breaking bread, distributing the fish. So my question today is, are we also so blind that we don't see this, this miracle being taking place in our hands? Yes, we see the result. But I, I, I throw you a curveball now, okay? Just, just think with me. Do you think that these 5,000 people knew at the time, knew at the time that a miracle like this was taking place. No. Someone is pressing bread and I'm hungry. Come on. Come on. Where is the friend come from? Well, I don't know. They didn't know all this. It was maybe unappreciated miracle or unacknowledged miracle and it's right under your nose and you missed it. We missed it so many times. And I can tell you testimonies after testimonies that, that we see God's provision and God's moving among us. And we realize it, yes, when we look back. Romans 12, 1 and 2 also say, you know, it's to present yourself as a living sacrifice and see that the will of God 
is, is, is nice and is delightful. The funny thing is that the sea, the, the verb sea, and I'm not a Greek scholar by no means, but the sea verb is, is, a, is, a, is a past tense verb, meaning to see backwards that the will of God is good for us. Because sometimes we don't see the future. It's so unpredictable and so foggy and, and complicated and uncertain. We see backwards. He knew it from the beginning. He knew what he was doing. And if I rewind quickly, any of the, of the suggestions we have on how to feed the 5,000 people, how to reach Jersey with the, with the word of God, with the love of Christ, all of those suggestions are inadequate. I don't want to say this, but you will fail. Not, not as a fail like in the world, like oh, you didn't make it, you didn't reach the benchmark. But more as a, I am doing it with you, says the Lord. We are doing it together, says the Lord. And yes, there are some planning issues. There are some communicational issues, even with Jesus. Number one, whatever you do will be inadequate. Whatever you do will be lacking, not enough. The second point is, whatever you have in your hands, that five bread, two fish, whatever you have, whatever that means for you, that has a, a symbolic meaning, Whatever you're planning to do with that, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. I don't know what it is. I believe the Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. Give it to Jesus. Depending 100% on him. Not not expecting a a reward. Not expecting the, the 12 baskets. That, that were left at the end. Give it to Jesus. And then sit down. Sit down and pass the bread around. Sit down and, and don't be so worried ab- about the numbers. Japan is a bit like these 5,000 people. It's unreachable. You... It, you won't be able to change Japan, I tell you right now. It's going to be a waste of time just going there. <laughs> but you know what you have to do? Were you sleeping when I was talking? <laughs> Sit down and pass it around. Give it to Jesus. Let me read you a few quotes. And I'm finishing with this. Sometimes we want to see the big miracles. 
and we fail to recognize the small, insignificant, nameless things that God is doing through us. Is through us. And the name of this boy is not mentioned. Nobody in the crowd knows the name of the boy. Not even the disciples know the name of the boy. It doesn't matter. Sometimes we are so self-centered, ego-centric. We want to have our name on the copyright. of. Let Jesus perform those great things by doing our small part. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we, we thank you for this rich story that, that has so many layers and so many implications for our life. Father, I pray that you would continue talking to us, to continue revealing to us what it means to, to give you everything, to sit down, to quiet in the silence, distribute, break the bread, have communion, have fellowship with others. And let you do the miracle. Knowing, recognizing, accepting that you are doing something that I'm not, I'm not seeing right now, but it doesn't matter. I pray that you would make those things clear in our heart. What is the, the five bread, the two fish mean for me personally? What does it mean to sit down personally? What does it mean to distribute, to break it, to, to distribute it? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.